would you worship the Lord in this place? Could everybody stand on their feet and begin to give God glory? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We magnify you, Jesus. Come on, just for another second. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Jesus. Blessed is your matchless holy name. We magnify you, Jesus. We praise you, God. We exalt you, Jesus. You're worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Man, doesn't it feel good in this place? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to be speaking for a few moments to you tonight. If you have your Bibles, James, the fourth chapter and verse number seven. It's always an honor to get to preach in my home church. I love everybody in here and each and every one of you have had a small part, some of you a big part, in helping me become who I am today. So for that, I thank you all. I give honor to my father, to my mother, because there's been every once in a while that they've had to yank my chain a little bit and <laughs> keep me in the straight and narrow. So to that, I say thanks. So James, the fourth chapter and verse number seven, read it with me if you would. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I came to speak to you for just a few moments tonight. Tell hell I said no. If you could put your Bibles down, if you could lift your hands in the air with me and pray that God would have his will. Pray that God would have his way. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, I call on your name tonight, Lord. Lord God, I ask you, Lord God, that you would do exceedingly, God, and abundantly, God, beyond anything that we could ever ask. Lord, beyond anything, God, that we could ever think of. Lord, my God, that your presence would be in this place tonight, that your Shekinah glory would saturate this place. God, that your spirit would fall. Lord God, and not just fall a little bit. God, but fall thick in this place tonight. God, use your servant tonight. Lord, my God, and speak what you will and do what you need to tonight, Father. All praise and glory to your name. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're seated? Thank you for standing. Thank you, Jesus. We live in a day of acceptance acceptance of our situation, acceptance of our struggle, acceptance of our difficulty, but most of all, acceptance of our sin. I came across an article on the internet that stated that we should accept what is and let go of what was. Later on in that same article, it said that we should become more open-minded and that only when becoming more open-minded that only then would we find true happiness. This is a day where good is called evil and evil is called good. A day where a man standing up for sin is praised, but a man standing up for righteousness and holiness is rebuked. 
In this hour that we live in, there are men and there are women who have taken it upon themselves to redefine and remove the sanctity placed by God himself in instances such as marriage. I wish that somebody would hear me in this place. Not only do they take that upon themselves, but then they parade down the streets proudly, holding their signs, chanting their chants, praising all of those that stand with them in sin and in iniquity. When I started reading about this, I came across another news um, uh, a, a, a another news uh, story of one of these instances. And this was a scene where it depicted Jesus hanging on a cross. But Jesus wasn't just hanging on a cross. In this scene, this, this man who was supposed to be Jesus was involved with another uh, um, man. As you can tell, this world that we live in is a very, very evil place. They even challenged the church to speak out against them, and somehow they seem to succeed. But this is only through the tactics of fear that their agenda is pushed farther and farther and farther. But you see, they're not the only people that are using this fear tactic to push their agenda. At any given moment, if you look on Fox News or if you look on CNN, you will see something from a group that we call, um, uh, that we call um, uh, ISIS. When you look at this group named ISIS, they post videos of themselves killing every Christian that they ever come into contact with. To date, over 170,000 people, mostly Christians, have been killed by the hands of ISIS. Their agenda is not only to purge this world of all Christianity, but to strike fear into the hearts of anyone that would oppose them and that would come into contact with them. But not only that, to invoke silence through fear. The spirit of fear is attacking in ways today that it never has before. It is taking manifestation in anyone and in anything that it could possibly get a hold of so that, could, so that it can strike fear into the hearts of you and into the heart of me. There is fear of sickness. There is fear of death. There is anxiety. There is fear of the enemy. There is fear of our situation. There is fear of what is to come. It wants you to forget the power and the authority that God has specifically and strategically placed in to your life. It wants you to forget the power of the God that lives inside of you. It wants you to forget that there is a God that is alive and is well that not only spoke this universe into existence, but in three words can calm a raging sea. And in one instance can heal your body in one moment can touch your situation we serve a God that's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything that we could ever ask or think we serve a God who's able we serve a God who will and who wants to but we've got to let him do it <laughs> 
This spirit called fear is not only a spirit that wants you to be distracted, but this is a spirit that wants you silenced. Every attack of the enemy boils down to one thing, whether it's in sickness or whether it's in your family or whether it's in death. The enemy wants you silent. All you would have to do is become silent if you don't want the enemy to mess with you anymore. But I once heard an old man stand in a pulpit that says, if the enemy comes against you, you know that you must be doing something right. I know I'm talking to a group of people in here that might just know what it is to struggle. But I also know that I'm talking to a group of people in this place that knows what it is to touch heaven, that knows what it is to stand up, to speak against the enemy, to Trust in God to invoke that power, to invoke that authority that only God can give. I am reminded tonight of the story of King Hezekiah, who was once called the greatest king of Israel, the greatest king that had ever lived, King Hezekiah. And I know that I might have already told this story once, but let me tell it to you in a little different idea. King Hezekiah was once uh, faced by the great king of Assyria. The thing about the great the great king of Assyria is that he had been going through every land that he could possibly get to to tear down every kingdom to come against every people to destroy everything so that he could take their territory so that he could take their people but before he would ever do that he would first take their hope so Hezekiah sent a man named Rebshika to come and talk to the king's men and Rebshika came to the king's men and he said that the great king of Assyria has taken down this kingdom and has taken down that kingdom. And where were their gods? They were nowhere to be found. And the same will be with you. And the same will be with your kingdom. And the same will be with your God. So so King Hezekiah's men then went unto King Hezekiah and told them what the enemy was doing. And King Hezekiah found himself in prayer. And when King Hezekiah found himself in prayer, the Lord spoke to to him and said, Worry not for I'm going to take care of it. And so the Lord sends this great um, rumor into the camp of the Assyrians. And when the Lord sent this great rumor, the king of Assyria became very angry. So what did he do? He decided to get out his pen. And he wrote a letter naming every other kingdom that he had ever taken down. And he mailed it to the doorstep of King Hezekiah. So the next morning when King Hezekiah woke up, he went to the doorstep and he opened up that letter and he read it and I'm sure at that moment he probably thought to himself what in the world am I going to do because the Lord said that he would take care of it so once again Hezekiah finds himself in prayer and he prays and says God this situation is too big for me this problem is too great for me but I refuse to accept what the enemy says I refuse to accept what the devil speaking to my mind. I need you to take care of this situation for me. So then the word says that the Lord became angry and he sent an angel down into the camp of the Assyrians and killed not just Hezekiah, killed not just Rebshakeh, but in the upwards of half a million men. The Lord sent an angel down in their sleep 
And the angel himself slew every single one of them. And when King Hezekiah thought that he got away, he was met in the temple by his children who killed him at the sword. What the enemy wants is he wants you to become silent. He wants you to become afraid. He wants you to think that he is greater than you. He wants you to think that he has more power than that that lives inside of you. He wants you to give up because just like the king of Assyria, what the enemy... on. What the enemy understands is that the only way that you can be defeated is if you remain silent. The only way that you can be defeated is if you decide to accept the report as read. If you decide that you're not going to invoke the name that's above every name. If you decide that you're going to sit by the wayside and allow your situations to overtake you. If you will sit by the wayside and allow anxiety and depression to overcome you. But I came to tell somebody tonight that the Lord's about to send an angel to take care of your situation. And when the Lord shows up, when he sends his warring angel, there's not a devil in hell that can touch you. There's not a devil in hell that will come against you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world somebody clap your hands to the Lord my God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus we are silenced with guilt we are silenced with pain sometimes we're silenced with doubt other times we're silenced with unbelief but most times we are silenced with fear the church has has become oppressed and depressed the aisles that were once ran and danced in victory in an expectancy now sit vacantly altars where intercessors ward are empty and yet we continue to live below the means that God has set for us because we choose to remain silent my dad said it so very well just a couple weeks ago that the silence of yesterday invokes the outcry of today but I came to tell somebody tonight that it's time to speak against your situation it's time to speak against your problem it's time to war against the enemy it's time to overcome through worship it's time to step out and it's time to tell hell that you said no come on somebody give him glory in this place hallelujah 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 Jesus, we thank you. My God. Oh, Jesus. We read in the book of Matthew in the 8th chapter that when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, canst thou make me clean? And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately he was healed. What that leper understood was that he could just get down to where Jesus Jesus was, if he could just reach out and touch the Lord, if he could speak out and get his attention, that there was no situation too great, that there was no problem too big for his God to heal. 
And the very next chapter, we read of a man that was sick with the palsy. And behold, they brought to him a man sick with the palsy, laying on a bed. And Jesus saying, their faith said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. And then he said to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. All he had to do was again get into the presence of God so that his miracle could take place. But I want to tell you tonight, if you decided to show up to church, that you're in the presence of God right now, that God has showed up in this place already, and he's getting ready to touch your body. He's getting ready to answer your prayers. But you got to reach out and touch him. You might just have to get out of your aisle, but God is ready to do exceedingly and abundantly, but only, only if you'll step out and touch him. But that's not it because in the very same chapter, a woman that was sick with an issue of um, blood ran down to where Jesus was because she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know that he can make me whole. And then Jesus turned about and when he saw her said, daughter, be of good comfort because thy faith hath made thee whole. Before a miracle ever happens, there's got to be an element of faith. And before we ever get faith we've got to step out in expectancy but when you step out in expectancy and you invoke faith and God shows up in the building there isn't anything that he can't take care of Jesus Luke the seventh chapter says and it came to pass that the day after that he went into a city and many of his disciples went with him and much people and when he came nigh to the gate of the city behold there was a dead man carried out the only son that his mother had and when Jesus saw her he had compassion on her and 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 said unto her weep not he said and touched that dead man and he said arise and the dead man rose up now you might be wondering why I'm telling that story in a room full of people that aren't dead but I want to tell you tonight that God is ready to raise up your dead dreams he's ready to raise up your dead hopes he's ready to raise up a dead ministry that sets stagnantly. God wants to heal somebody in this place. He wants to raise you up from where you're at. He wants you to pick up your bed and walk because God would not have it that any of his people struggle, but that we find comfort in knowing that there's a God who sits above all and who works through all and in you all. We have power in the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. I want to speak to somebody tonight that you don't have to accept your circumstance as it is. I wish that somebody would serve the enemy notice tonight that my God has the final word. He can heal your body. He can 
fix your your uh, marriage. He can heal your home. He can save your lost loved one. He wants to bring you out. I speak against the spirit of depression in this place. I speak against the spirit of fear in this place and against doubt in this place. I speak against unbelief in this place because God wants to bring somebody out tonight. Come on, I wish that somebody in here would understand just what it is that I'm saying. There's not a problem too great, and there's not an issue too small. If you have an issue in your life, if you need a healing in your body, if you need touch in your home, God wants to do it tonight. If he's ever healed your body, raise your hand. Come on, everybody, look around you. There's testimonies. If you need a healing in your body, keep your hand up. Now, we know and we've seen already that God is able to do it, but only if we decide that we're going to step out, only if we reach out and touch the Lord as he walks by. So I'm ready to speak to somebody tonight that if you need a healing in your body, I wish that you'd step out in the aisle right now. I know that I haven't been long, but I feel the Lord ready to move in this place. Come on, if you need a healing in your body, step out in line across the front. Come on. We need to. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on. It's time that we're not silent anymore about what we need from the Lord. It's time that we serve the enemy. Notice that we're not going to live in our present situation because God's calling us higher. He's calling us to a new dimension. He's calling this church out. So the question isn't whether we're going, but the question is as if you're ready to tell hell no and come with us tonight. Now, if you ever, now if you've ever had God heal your body, I want you to come up to the front and line up right behind these people. Come on, everybody in the building. If God's ever healed your body, I want you to come up and line right behind these people. If our uh, um, um, preachers would come down in, into the um, front. Now, if God's never healed your body and you know that God is able to do exceedingly, I also want you to step out of your seat and come down here with us because God wants to do the miraculous in this place tonight. Come on. Do you believe him for it? Come on. I said, do you believe him for it? Now, here's what we're going to do before we ever start. I want you to throw your hands in the air, and I want you to begin to thank the Lord for what he's about to do in this place. Come on, with the loudest voice that you can get, with the loudest voice that you can get, God, I thank you right now. God, we come into this place, God, with an expectancy. God, let the Holy Ghost and fire begin to fall in this place. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, come on, lay hands on somebody. So right now, by the authority of your word and by the power that's in the name of Jesus, I speak against sickness. I speak against doubt. Be ye touched by the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Be healed by the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on, lift your voices. Lift your hands. Come on, God's getting ready to pour out His Spirit. Come on, somebody get louder. Come on, somebody get louder. Come on, somebody begin to thank the Lord. Come on, somebody lift your hands. Clap your hands to the Lord. God's getting ready to bring you out. 
God's getting ready to do what you never thought he could do. It's your time right now, tonight, in this place. Come on, somebody, exercise some faith. Come on, exercise some expectancy. God, you're able. God, you're able. Come on, somebody, yell out the name Jesus. Jesus. Come on. Come on, just for a little bit longer. Come on, just for a little bit longer. Come on, just for a little bit longer. God, you're able. God, you're able. Come on. If you're not praying, go ahead and lay hands on somebody. Come on, God wants to do the miraculous. Come on, there's some people stepping out by faith tonight. Come on, we got some people stepping out by faith. Come on. Oh, let the power of the Holy Ghost begin to fall in this place. The power of the Holy Ghost, the healing power, the delivering power, the saving power. Come on, everybody. Everybody, come on, just lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands all across the building. Come on, there's going to be a second wave of the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on, there's a second wave coming. God, by the authority of your word, by the power of the name of Jesus, God, if there's any with doubt, let doubt be removed. If there's any that don't know if you can do it, Lord God, give them assurance in the Holy Ghost. So God, by the authority and by the power, God, let the miraculous fall in this building tonight. Come on, would you worship him? Come on, you got to praise him in advance. Come on, it's a level of faith called expectancy. If you know that God's getting ready to work in your situation, would you begin to give the Lord praise like you ain't given him in a long time? Hey, thank you, Jesus. Come on, the miraculous has fallen. The miraculous has fallen. God's here. Somebody reach out and touch him. Jesus come on let's push just a little bit harder just a little bit farther come on God ain't done yet God ain't done yet there's no reason why you gotta leave here the same way that you came in Come on, give him glory. Give him praise in this place. I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to get it out. I've got to praise. I got to praise. Not be set free. I got to praise. I got to praise and I got to get it out. I've got to praise. Come on, somebody praise him. I got to praise. 
on, there's restoration in the building. Come on, if we can get just some of you guys right back here. I've got a praise. And what is that for me when I think of goodness? And how he set me free, I want to shout, 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 shout all night. I've got a word from the Lord for somebody tonight. The enemy said, their God is the God of the mountain. But if I can get them in a battle while they're in the valley, they don't have an opportunity to win. But the Lord said, the God of the mountain is the same God in the valley. You may be in the valley tonight, but the God in the your mountain will be your God in your valley. Healing can come in your valley. Peace can come in your valley. Come on, somebody. Victory can come in your valley. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.